Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. You are standing at the gate to the Temple of Tiamat. I mean, we might want to hop on that giant owl and just fly up to that window we saw earlier. Guys, I see a, a person down there, like one of the... One of the sacrifices. I mean, they might have a way in for us. What's your name? Murph. I was I was trying to make my way to a tunnel that we've been led to before on the other side of this caldera here. There is a long stretch, a long corridor that you follow with no other turns. And it ends with a door in the ceiling. You see across the way Red Wizard standing looking up as the one in front of you is. Yes, I'm going to take my shot. (laughs) Because he did not see this coming, his head falls to the ground. Funda, funda, malu, amat, makuro. In the blink of an eye, Thea runs up and she disappears and is immediately on the other side. This is a wizard you haven't seen since you were aboard the Frost Giant's floating fortress. This wizard is Wrath Modar. I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns. It's a bonus action. As the arrow passes this shimmering globe and springs to action 10 feet in front of him, but is shattered and disperses as the arrow continues to go through and hit him in the shoulder. Oh, it's maybe like a little anti-magic shield. You are too late. Tiamat will destroy you Soon. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast and I am your dungeon master Russ Moore and with me today is Carla Johnson. Did you just say Rushmore? Oh, he's so It's a really did. good movie. I love Wes Anderson. He's great. It's a really fun movie, so I can see why you would want to be Rushmore. Yeah. If you're going for a Sean Connery kind of thing, I'm Rushmore. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Sorry. Sorry, No, that's fine. I didn't realize I I said it. I play new Lara Moonbrook. And Amy Moore. I wasn't going to say anything. And I play the Amastasia. And Tom Laird. Uh, I really like Jason Schwartzman in Rushmore. He's delightful. Me too. He's great. Well, yeah, he's delightful in general. I've never actually seen Rushmore. What? You need to watch that movie, Russ. And I play Flint Firebeard. Is that the one where she puts her hands in her armpits, or is that a different one? Not Superstar. Superstar. Wow, that is radically different. (laughs) Yeah, very different. (laughs) Just like, this doesn't sound like a very good movie. That's the one I'm thinking of. No, it wasn't a very good movie. Sorry, Molly Shannon, but mm -mm. Yeah, no, haven't seen Rushmore. So, my homework for next week. Uh, If you want homework, you can come over to Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Hey, we've given our patrons lots of homework over the time. It's true, actually. It's not a necessity, but it's something that just ends up happening when you come to our Goog Hangs, which happens every month. Uh, We all have, like, you know, things that we love and things that we talk about on both sides. And people end up with, you know, things to do before the next one. Um, So, yeah, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Come get some homework. Yeah, but, or but don't let that like dissuade you from coming. You no, don't it's, have to do homework. It's good homework. It, it's voluntary no, it absolutely, homework. It's voluntary. Voluntary. Yeah. If yeah. you hate homework, it's okay. 
We don't kick you out if you don't do it. No, no. it's totally fine. No. But also when you're a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you. And today's episode is dedicated to Ange94. Thanks, Ange. Ange94. Ange94. It's the username Thank they you. decided to go with, so yeah. that's what I'm going with. I like it. Yep. Ange. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ange. And if you want to become a patron, come join us over on Patreon. And that's all I got. So fuck it. Let's play D&D. A boulder flies through the air, released by a dwarven trebuchet. The whine of the falling stone rings out as it lands in the midst of cult mercenaries and ravenous devils. A sickening mix of blood, bone, and dirt fly up into the air. We see elven blade singers weightlessly moving through the crowds as if dancing across the water, clearing the way, pressing further towards the Well of Dragons. In behind them, we see Lady Laryl Silverhand atop a hippogriff. At her side, Dagult Neverember and Delane Winterhound skim above the mass of soldiers, their eyes set on the glowing spire at the center of Tiamat's temple. Inside the caldera, we see the crashed, floating iceberg of a palace. Dragons and frost giants battle. Multiple dragons coming down, picking up the frost giants and throwing them hundreds of feet. Frost giants throw their clubs and ice boulders up at these dragons, bringing them down and beating them into the ground. As we watch this battle, slowly the palace begins to vibrate and move. It is broken into several pieces, but the largest of those pieces begins to lift off the ground, making its way towards the temple. Inside, Flint and Nulara are charging toward Rath Modar, the leader of the exiled Red Wizards. Thea, her back to the giant barred entrance to the temple, squaring off against a wizard, when suddenly there is a crash. Thea, make a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh, no. Um, you're straight off the fucking bat. I'm gonna use one of my lucks. I really rolled a 19. Hearing the explosion, Thea looks up and sees rubble falling towards her. From each of the spires, you look and you see coming down and around the wizards, and Thea dive out of the way just in time. Rubble fall to the ground right where she was standing. You look up and you see 50 feet above you, red wizards casting the ritual to rise Tiamat floating in each of the spires. High above the center, the floor falls out and falls to the ground by Flint and Nulara. You look up and you see suspended in the center of the energy a floating figure, 100 feet above you, adorned with a terrifying and magnificent five-color dragon mask. The booming voice you heard before emanates again. Decimators of dragons, how nice to see you again. After all this time, sadly it will be the last as we near the final steps in bringing our queen to this world. I, Severin Silverasian, will be inconvenient.
influenced no longer by your putrid attempts to halt this ritual. Severin rejoins the chant as the five colors begin to grow stronger and you feel a shift in the very earth itself. We're back to the top of the order. So what you, was the order? Nulara is up first. <clears throat> uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so to set the scene, you are about 40 feet from Rath Modar, who you have seen has a globe around him preventing any magics, you presume, from hitting him. Flint is beside you, as is Donnie, and Thea is engaged in battle uh, with a wizard down the spire with the blue energy. Not getting crushed by rocks. You now know that there are five other wizards up atop these spires. The only way you can presume to get up to them is by flying, and Severin is directly above you. Choices. Okay, well... <laughs> the thing is, just one person, so I can only deal with one thing. So, can Donnie go first instead of me, or does God, he have I to don't go see after? Why me? not? We've never we've never done it that way. But I mean, I see no reason why you couldn't. You could just okay. yeah. I think could, he just goes mechanically. On my turn, we would right? just say Nulara delays her actions until Donnie takes his turn. So, oh, there's always okay. a so workaround. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever do. you want. Uh, because Donnie last time had recharged his uh, fire breath. Yep. He wants to try and fire breath Rathmodar. Beautiful. He's going to take his movement and then he is going to uh, do his fire breath. So that is a uh, dex save. Dexterity saving throw. That's a 22. Jeez, he's dexterous as fuck. Uh, but that's okay. He still takes half damage. So 20, so 10 fire damage. Okay. I am going to use my fleet of foot as a bonus action to dash and then also make my movement so that I can get over to him. Because luckily, magic damage doesn't work and I don't really do great at magic anyway. So let's just try and sword this motherfucker. There you go. Right? I am going to swing Dragon Slayer at Rathmodar. And that is a 27. Doesn't hit. <laughs> Fuck, guys, we're so well, we're done. <laughs> Fun podcast. That's just one of the wizards, guys. No, definitely hits. Okay, so that is 12 piercing or slashing or whatever, and then six magic. So I guess maybe magic probably doesn't work. Uh, so it's 12 and 6, 18? Yes. Donnie's fire breath hits the duplicate mirror image. Duplicate vaporizes. Uh, Nulara runs forward, hitting the only left standing Wrath Modar with her sword. And then that second verse, gonna be the yep. same as the first. <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit louder. Uh, 25. Yes. And that is a 12 and 6. So oh. 18. Again. Very consistent. Different combo, though. Different numbers. Oh, wow. It's a cool 36 points of damage right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, worked out pretty good. I'm so much better with a weapon up close than trying to do totally. spells on people in bubbles because yeah. I forget they're in bubbles because I don't even pay attention to magic anymore. <laughs> I never do it. Guys, we need to pay uh, attention to magic. I know. It's right? true. I've been saying this all along. That's true. Thea is great at, do, at paying attention to magic. All right, let's go. Thea, you're up. Okay. Um, I am... Okay, how... 
Sorry, I didn't quite understand your description of the red wizards that are up. Is it on a ledge? They're, sen- they're essentially directly above where the current wizards are. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and I will oh, this is a giant up column, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. I'm not into these cults of the dragon people, but like you gotta admit, their ceremonies look pretty dope. Yeah, they got some style. Yeah, it's pretty they good. do. So I guess what I'm gonna do, I'm going to Eldritch Blast, because it can go 120 feet. I'm gonna Eldritch Blast the asshole above me, main dude. Okay. What's the name dude? again? Well, you, you gotta move then, because you're currently within the spire, which mean, you mean you're further than 150 feet away from him. Like you, you know, Pythagorean oh. theorem. Because he's 100 feet above here. You're another 300 feet over there. Ah, uh, never mind. I'll Eldritch Blast this bitch in front of me. Okay. okay. Let's do that instead. Because there's no way that my 100 feet's going to move. Okay. Do, 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 do. 21. 22. Yep. The other one is a f- 16. Yep. Ooh, 12. Uh, 12 does not hit. Yeah. All right, two D10s. So that's 15 damage altogether of uh, force damage. With the sustaining damage he took from before, the Eldritch Blasts come forward and hit him directly in the chest and throw him against the wall, and he falls dead to the ground. I yell over, guys, I killed one of them. Can we air five? Oh, yes. 100%. Absolutely. Can I take a movement after I do an action? Can I move yeah, after? Absolutely. I'd, I'd like to just move my however far that I can, which is uh, 30 feet closer to the middle of the spire. Severin is up next, and he continues the ritual to bring Tiamat forward. Wrath Modar is next. This guy. This guy, right? <laughs> this, this fucking guy. guy. He's, he smiles at you, new Lara. That's never good. No, it's oh, never, it's never good. great. He moves his hands through the air and mutters a evil sounding thing under his breath that you don't quite understand, but you must make a wisdom saving throw. Klaatu, Verata, Nictu, essentially, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Something, something, mm-hmm. something, dark side. Yeah. That is a 10. 10? Okay, great. At the start of your turns for the duration, uh, which is up to one minute, uh, you must roll a d10. You have succumbed to the confusion spell, and Wrath gets to strike out and swing at you with his quarterstaff as well. Jeez. That's going to be a 19 to hit. Yep, that'll do it. Is your armor still juiced, or is it run out now? Uh, the armor is, um, like, always good. It's just the no damage only lasts for 10 minutes, but it still will be half on non-magic. Okay. So you're going to take uh, seven bludgeoning damage. So three. Fine. Whatever. Some more wizards turns and they continue to cast the ritual around you. And Flint, you are next. How far away from Wrath am I? About 40 feet again? 30 feet? Approximately, yeah, approximately 30. Uh, I guess I will have to dash then because I can only technically move 25 feet. So as you get to him. I go the long way around Nulara. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, if I got this extra movement, I might as well use it, right? Might as well just kind of run around them. Just a couple circles. Right? Yeah. Well, and it would make sense to fight him on either side of him, right? Not at the same place that he's being fought with the other person. You don't want to stand in a nice line so that he can hit you both with a spell at the same time? Yeah, like how ninjas fight uh, in movies is it's always one at a time, and then <laughs> even though they're surrounded by other guys. Everyone waits their turn. All right, uh, so I'm going to use my Moist Tongue Longsword and take a swing at uh, Mr. Rathmodar. Uh, that is a 19. Yes, you strike out at him um, and swing into him, and he disappears, and he's behind you by 30 feet. Seems like a fun parlor game he's playing. Mm-hmm. All right, I will. Uh, I will throw my dwarven hammer at him. Okay. My dwarven thrower. Sorry, it's the exact name for it. Uh, so it's a twenty-one. Yes. All right, that's uh, fourteen damage. You strike him square in the chest, and he must make a save for const- concentration, which he does, um, and he uh, gets knocked back by about ten feet. More wizards continue the ritual to bring Tiamat into the material plane. And we're back to the top, and it is Nulara's turn. Roll a d10, please. I was hoping it'd be longer till it was my turn, so you might forget. Everybody's just very one, one single-minded um, going on yes. right now. Uh, it's a seven. A seven. Seven to eight. The creature uses its action to make a melee attack against a randomly determined creature within its reach. If there is no creature within its reach, the creature does nothing this turn. So uh, that would be either Donnie or Flint. Mm. So you will be rolling. Uh, let's say. I hope it's me. Let's say Flint is evens. Donnie is odds. Do you want to roll a d6 or something, or sure. do you want me to? I can do it. That's a four. It's me. I mean, you can take it more, so I'm kind of glad it. it's you. Yeah. Also, you get to choose your weapon, though, don't you? Well, I mean, she's got the sword well, in her uh, hand. Yeah, I mean, she would sense. make the attack as if she was attacking anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, you guys are never going to trust me. I'm like constantly attacking you guys. <laughs> oh, well, maybe Next I'm not because that's a 12. Oh, yeah, that's not going to do it. <laughs> so you strike out, not really knowing what you're doing. You strike out and you hit Flint in the back and get full armor. Yeah, I kind of turn around and give her like a, what? Does she look like she's like confused at all? Can I see anything different? Oh, yeah, she's definitely confused. All right. Um, okay, so that is my... Is that my first attack, or this is a separate thing? I think D10 it's... at the start of its turn determines its behavior for that turn. That's all you can do. Oh, Oh, yeah, because if you roll something different, you, roll you nine, can act normally. Yeah, if you roll 9 to 10, you can act normally. And okay, normally. so I don't even get my other attack. Nope. I get sweet F.A. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you've got to make a wisdom saving throw again. Good question. Okay. Nine. Uh, you are still confused. Perfect. Uh, Wait, did you okay. roll a d20 or did you roll the d10 again? <laughs> yeah. I did roll a d10. Wasn't but, I supposed to roll the d10? No, I d20. D20. Oh. Sorry. Roll a d20. Otherwise, that was an excellent yeah, it was roll. That was an excellent roll. I know. Yeah. That's why I was like, geez. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, this one wasn't. It's a four. Oh, all right. Still confused. Mm. Still confused. Okay. She's, um, she's playing D&D how she plays D&D. <laughs> Story checks out. Um, okay, so where is Mr. Rathmodar now? He is 
40 feet ahead uh, or 40 feet beyond where Flint is. Uh, okay. Well, assuming Donnie is still like with me, then he would be able to approach and then try to, well, first he'll try and recharge. <laughs> That's him trying to recharge, uh, which he does. That Yay. is awesome. five. So he will do another fire breath. So that needs to be a dex save. That's an 18. Well, that will, this Wrath is, he's been doing gymnastics or something. He is very, <laughs> very. So that's 20, so 10, which I think is what happened last time. Too. His robes alight as he uh, just misses the brunt of Donnie's flame. And he eyes up Donnie for hitting him once more. He's not looking great, though. Thea, you're up. God. <laughs> what are you doing? What's that list that you're in? None of your business. Yeah, Gosh. Ross. Jeez. She's like appendix I, of animals. I'm trying to make a good choice. Um, it's not going to happen this turn. So. I'm curious <laughs> what's going to happen so many next turn. <laughs> I know. Me too. Just I don't know. Tease. Um. But I am going to conjure animals. I want to conjure eight pteranodons. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I fucking do. Okay. Tell me, um, tell me what it looks like when you cast this spell. I kind of like crouch down on the ground and I have my hands on the earth and I'm trying to pull as much energy as I can uh, from the earth around me. And I, I just, I raise my hands up into the air and I say... Get him. And from from nothing, these eight pteranodons come forth. So as I see it, the, you're pulling energy from the world and wisps of this begin to form and you hear the caws or roars of these pteranodons and you see Wrath look towards you and he raises his hand and he says, not today. And they poof out of existence. I'm gonna fucking gut punch that motherfucking son of a god di- I I scream. And with that yell, I I yell in my mind, but also kinda out like Glock! And you know, Guacamole's gonna come up through the tunnel and, and she start to make just her way. Climbing up the ladder. Yeah. Four rounds. Probably into just this. like hopping up the rungs. Mm-hmm. Just like yep. Like how what? birds do on their little ladders and cages. Yeah. It's very totally. cool. Yeah. Uh, so she's gonna she's gonna come up and fly her max so distance, sh- which is fly sixty feet toward me. The chants of the ritual begin resonating as the as the energy begins lifting the earth from the ground at the center, you see stone begin to heave up in the center of this temple. As the colors begin to get clearer and spin wildly, it is Wrath's turn. He looks towards Flint and Nulara. And you see from within his hands a ball of glowing fire begin to form. He throws from his hands a bright streak of fire in a 20-foot radius sphere that encompasses you, well, Donnie as well. Uh, You each must make a dexterity saving throw. 
Um, Donnie's immune to fire damage. Well, then he doesn't, but he can still make it. Uh, I got a 17. I got a 17, and I'm also going to add my rabbit's foot into this bad boy. So that's now a 19. Uh, You both save. However, you take half of this fire damage. Cool. Which is 8d6. I think you read that wrong. (laughs) So you take half of 30, so you take 15 fire damage. And he begins to step closer to the center of the room. The ritual continues to grow as Flint's turn comes. All right, he's how far away from me now? Uh, It looks like he is about 40 feet. I would like to once again throw my Dwarven Thrower. Okay. Uh, And I would like to, since it knocked him backwards last time, I'd like to throw it past him and maybe get him on the on the rebound this time and maybe knock him closer to me. Okay. If that's an option. Sure. I mean, maybe it depends on how good I roll. Could be. Uh, that's pretty good. That's a 28. So you whip it past him and he thinks you missed and looks towards you and catches it in the back and takes. I will roll. Hang on. Uh, six and five is 11 damage. You see the wind get knocked out of him. He gets wide-eyed as he flies towards you, almost on this hammer. Nulara, your clarity comes back. As he comes so close to you that you see the life leave his eyes as he falls to the ground. Thea is legit clapping from the other side of the cavern, just like, bravo, sir, he was a dick indeed. Yes, he was. The one that's 50 feet above me, then, should be relatively directly overhead? Uh, yeah, you'd have to move. You'd have to move a little bit, but more or less, yeah. Okay, um, well, I'll move a little bit so that I'm directly under, just because uh, my range of my weapon is not much more than 50 feet, so I would okay. like to be as close as possible. Sure. And I'll continue to throw that uh, dwarven thrower up there, because you know, got to do something about this ritual. <laughs> yeah, right? Go bowling Ooh, that's a for red Yay! wizards. <gasps> yeah! Awesome. You got it. Okay. Uh, seven on the first one, and another seven is 14, plus five is 19 points of damage. You hit this wizard hard, and he loses concentration not only on the ritual, but on this flying ability that he has, and he begins to fall down towards you. Can I just, like, stand under him with my sword raised? <laughs> sure. <laughs> one hand and then takes out a sword and just waits. You're waiting as he falls. He turns and he sees this coming as he impales onto the sword, knocking it from your hand and falling to the ground dead. Blood splattered on the floor. Your sword now impaled deep within this wizard. It's fair. Gross, but awesome. Right? (laughs) You know what? I miss gross, but awesome, you guys. Can that be, I guess that can be your movement? Is, like, getting the sword out of the guy? Oh, yeah. Is that... Can I use my last action to get the sword out of the dude? Yep. <laughs> You're like, ew. But it's a it moist sword, so it comes out quite easily. It's it's yeah. real... It, it's there's a lot of... Up. like It's just a... Yep. As it comes... Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. You notice the walls begin to shake. As you hear a 
crashing, thunderous sound break through the wall in front of you, Flint. About 20 feet up the wall, it seems like it's torn and falls in towards you. Make a dexterity saving throw. All right. That is a 15. You dive out of the way, getting hit by small shrapnel and debris, and you take six bludgeoning damage. I'm going to take three bludgeoning damage then. Uh, You look, Nulara and uh, Flint, you can see as the giant fortress moves past the building. You see it's like an iceberg moving past when you're on a ship. And from the outside, you see three hippogriffs zip by. Nulara has like a flash of her all she wants to like be back. Yeah, like back riding that hippogriff and maybe like when this is all over, we can, you know, she can get back there. Is there like a bat signal that we can shine through that hole in the wall to like call people to help? I I think they know. Um, (laughs) I think they know. (laughs) The the building begins to vibrate as the color begins to grow in intensity. Nulara, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to cast Conjure Barrage. Okay. And then I'm going to fire at uh, the floating dude. Uh, How far is he? The The big bad floating dude. The big bad bad. in the middle. Mm -hmm. He's 100 feet up from the center. Oh. So if you want to be directly below him, you've got to get into the color. No, I don't want to be below. So you're probably more like 130, 140 feet up. So I am going to cast Conjure Barrage, and then I am going to fire my crossbow at him. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Is that a good reaction? No, it was just a, like, flail throw. Uh, It's 24. Uh, Yeah, 24 will hit. Okay. So he will take the 1d8 from the real arrow. Okay. And then more arrows were conjured, so he will also take an additional three more d8s. 16 plus 1, 17. Your arrow flies up and through this ritual being cast, and it impales in his shoulder, and you hear a booming... So these arrows hit into his chest and side, and he looks down and turns his attention to you with your next turn. As a bonus action, I am going to vanish, which I can do. Okay. Uh, Bonus action, I can hide. Okay. So I can't move, but he can't, or maybe I can move, it doesn't say. Can't be tracked by non-magical means unless I choose to be. Oh, I don't think that makes you invisible. No, though. that doesn't make you invisible. But it makes me... That means you got to go hide somewhere. Like, what is it? What's the skill? Yeah. Hide. I need... Hide. Yeah, hide. Vanish. Oh, vanish. 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 <laughs> it's called... Oh, it's hide. Hide is hide. It's called <laughs> hide Sorry. Yes. Use bonus hide. action on your turn to hide. Fuck, but there's nothing close enough for me to hide behind, is there? Yeah, like, closest is, like, the rubble in each of the... Either right in the center, which is kind of being swirled up, or in each of the yeah, spires. Yeah, the center seems like a risky choice. Seems real dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to leave that one up to you, but uh, hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, how I picture that one working is like there's things around yeah. you that you can We're just choose. Better in a to, forest or something. Yeah, if you're in the trees or something, yeah. it'd be real helpful. But you're in an open chamber, really. Damn it. 
Sorry. That's okay. I want it to work for you. Nope, that's okay. I want it to work for me, too, because I remembered that I can do it, but that's fine. Um, okay, that's fine. Uh, Donnie <clears throat> is blessed with the gift of flight. God bless you. Yeah. Great. Donnie's recharged his fire breath, and we're going to start making our way around the glowing center towards Thea. Okay. I guess. Sure, because we're closer to that. So the white guy's the next enemy to fight, right? That way. Sure. Got it. The chamber begins to resonate. You sense a smile on Severin's face. He fires down at New Lara. You see coming towards you a glowing flaming orb. Uh, that is a 10 to hit. That will not work. Coming right over top of your head, hitting the wall behind you, an enormous eruption of fire hits the wall narrowly missing you, and he begins to float down as the earth begins to heave even more, and cracks begin to form as Flint's turn. So he's still like 70 feet. Do I not have feet. a turn? Did you not get a I'm turn? Not, I oh, haven't sorry. had a fucking turn in goddamn forever, and I didn't want to be it's that player. Like, your turn. Is it my turn yet? Sorry, your Is turn. Is it my turn yeah, yet? your turn. Thank God. Sorry. I had stuff I wanted to Listen, I have a plan, okay? Do your plan. Okay, you said there are hippogriffs flying through here now, yes? No, not flying through. They zip past the outside. You didn't see them either. Oh, fuckers. That ruined my plan only a little bit. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. How far away am I from Severin? Uh, He's 70 feet straight up from the center, so you're probably like, I don't know, 100 feet away from him. Up. 100 feet up? Yeah. Okay. Good. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna jump. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I move this way 30 feet first, um, that's yeah, each so square is te- yeah, 10 Yeah, so feet. you're moving straight into the center of the heaving ground and churning lights. Only a little bit. Like there. Like okay, the outer right edge. on the edge of it. Yeah. So now he's like 80 feet ahead of me? Sure. Up. Okay, I want to cast Confusion on him. Because someone gave me acorns to do so. <laughs> do it. Okay, what I cast you? Confusion. Um, he is going to need to have a Wisdom saving throw. Uh, that is a 20. Okay, well, he can just go fuck himself. Okay. Uh, Guac flies... Um, 60 feet, but she's going to go around. She's, to the right or to the left? She's going to go to the right. 60 feet? 60 feet. Got it. Nothing if my stuff works. <laughs> Get a little downtrodden. Flint, it's your turn. I'm going to take my dash action uh, to kind of end up where Wrath Modar's dead body is on the map. <laughs> you got it. Uh, yeah, I guess just I'll kind of keep moving along uh, outside the middle, but that's about it. A few things happen now. The ground cracks open. Light and fire begin to pour into the room. At that moment, you hear a call of a dragon stick its head through the open wall. A giant red dragon. But instantly, before he releases his flame breath, it's 
as a pained look and roar. As he pulls back out and you see Lady Laryl Silverhand, Lord Never Ember, and Delane firing everything they have at him to try and keep him off. And in an instant, you see three glowing golden globes land at your feet. They explode. And an energy washes over top of you as you regain 70 hit points each and all of your spell slots as the earth begins to shake. And you hear a sickening roar. And Severin yells, The time is now. As the snout of the largest dragon you've ever seen starts to come into the chamber. Light and fire pour into the temple of Tiamat. You see the red snout followed by the green and the black and the white and the blue pour in. Tiamat is here. Your world has already ended. Welcome to the end part, because I'm not, not going to put this in the middle. Oh, it's wow. It's going to be at the end. Wow, what a wow. departure from our normal. Well, you know, we're getting down to it, so I don't want the chance of any mentions or spoilsies uh, to ruin a potential episode. That's a good call, because I never remember anything, and I'd probably just say it offhandedly and ruin it totally, so this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and this way, because it's at the end, we can say a big thank you to our single line Tiamat at the end of this episode, Sean Howard. Yes, Thanks, Sean. Sean. Thanks, Sean. Our friendship is not at all altered by you playing this terrible character. Yeah, well, I mean, it was he just he just he just came on and said hello. Yep, and that's the last we'll hear from him. Yep. Right, probably. Um, but you can check uh, Sean out. Uh, he's going to be in next week's episode. Maybe listen to that and then go check him out in the end of Time and Other Bothers and Alba Salix. So link his, his information down in the description. He's also in the Facebook group, The Repli- Rec- Somebody else take over. The uh, Reckless Play Guild. The Reckless Play Guild, yeah. He's a gosh dang delight. And you'll probably remember Sean from uh, one of our live episodes when we were at PodCon. He played one morning with us and was a delight. Oh, God. Super delight. If that's how I, like, any word to describe Sean would be just delightful. Yeah. Delightful. That man is delightful. Yep. Hey, we've got a Patreon special offer going on, and we want you to come join us over on patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Join us. (laughs) Join us. It's not creepy. It's not creepy. It's not creepy. Join us. There's stickers. Join us. It's honestly not as creepy it's as they're making creepy. it out to be. It's not no. creepy at all. No. Not at all. I don't think we could describe our podcast as creepy. So come to Patreon. We have a special thing going on, and there's special stickers, and it's really fun over there, and everyone's real nice. And we've only got one more week. I mean, you can still join us after that, but one more week to get in on the special offer with the wonderful sticker pack, um, including the exclusive Patreon sticker of Flamekins on a Boat. It's pretty super awesome. Done by our good friend, Matt Garbutt. How do people qualify for that sticker, Russ? 
signing up at the $5 level or higher, or be an existing patron and upgrading above where they currently are. That's what upgrading means. I mean, we're, we're one thing. Uh, we're graceful if we're not anything else on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. May 1st is the last day to get in on the exclusivity of uh, this special offer. And when you join Patreon, anytime you get bonus episodes and bonus content, and if you are above the $2 level, you get to hang out with us once a month. We do like a live stream. We call it a goog hang. I realize we always say goog hang and like those mm-hmm. aren't words. That's just our dumb <laughs> no. bullshit. We call a thing. That's not what yeah, anyone I made that up it. once like a yeah. year ago. It's kind of stuck. Just kind of yeah. stuck. stuck. And so. I say we keep calling it that. But in case you're wondering what the heck a goog hang is, we go on Google Hangouts and you can come and you can talk to us. And we mostly like talk about <sighs> just boards. nonsense, just <laughs> random nonsense. nonsense, but it's very fun. It is. There's uh, so many more things on Patreon mm-hmm. that you can get a hold of. And we've got goals that we're trying to achieve so that we can bring you and patrons and everybody more fun content. Maybe you don't have the money to go on Patreon and that's OK. We love you so much anyway. But maybe if you wouldn't mind doing us like a little pity favor, we'd really appreciate it if you could write a review or rate us. That'd be really nice. Some great people have already done that. Uh, this one was, let me face up, on uh, Facebook by one David Ginsburg. He gave us five stars and he says, one of my top five D&D actual play podcasts, the crew of Dungeons and Dragons brings it every time. And I am so excited to be a listener and a fan. They're great to talk with and I enjoy getting to hear their continued adventures. Thanks, David. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, also, Space Case 66 on uh, Apple Podcasts rated us five stars and said, I've binge listened to you guys for a month and a half and I'm almost caught up. I've used some of your ideas in my own campaign and I'm thoroughly entertained by the debauchery that goes down. You doing? <laughs> the forgetfulness is hilarious. I think you guys should start a podcast called Saving Private Thea. Unintended. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Space Case. I agree with everything you've said. (laughs) The forgetting is hilarious, right, Russ? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and just like on brand, totally done on purpose. Everybody loves it. Yeah. When you guys don't remember what's going on. (laughs) Or the stuff we have or who we've talked to or what we've talked about. All of that stuff. Um, This review is from Facebook. From Zoe Mahoney. I just found this podcast a few days ago, but I'm already on episode 12. I seriously find this podcast super hilarious. It's perfect for listening to on my car drives and for when I'm working on projects. The group keeps it lighthearted, but also has a creative way of playing D&D with interesting twists. The group also clearly has a great friendship and makes the gameplay even more fun with interesting banter. Aww. Yeah, these guys are okay. Yeah, <laughs> y'all are pretty great. So nice. You guys are okay. Yeah. Just some of the best people. Thank you all for those lovely, lovely reviews. We're getting nearish to the end of our our big list of reviews. So if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, we would love that very much. Links for everything mentioned today can be found in the description, including the Dungeons & Dragons Discord and the Reckless Play Guild Facebook group, where you can get to know us. And in turn, we're going to get to know you. A final thanks to Sirenscape for some of the amazing atmosphere in today's episode. Make sure you check them out at Sirenscape.com to bring your games to life. And the next episode will be out Wednesday, May 1st. The arc finale of Dungeons and Dragons, this arc. (laughs) This one. Yeah, we thought about the name a lot. 
we came up with that poetic name. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been working on it. We slept on it. We We've been working up, on the like, title for three years. It's why we kept yeah. fucking around in the game because yeah. we wanted to yeah. like really get a good title. Yeah. We really had to nail it down. The title is really everything. Mm-hmm. Dungeons Dragons, this arc, the next arc will be called That, that arc. arc. Oh, there it is. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, ooh, yeah. So that's next week. And we're looking forward to it. And we hope you're looking forward to it. Um, this is the end of the episode now. So we're going to say goodbye. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. I sit up for two hours for one line. <laughs> now we're going into the next episode. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, thank you. Good night. <laughs> thank you. Bye. I gotta go. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, we're the narrators of Midst. What's Midst? It's very simple. It's a weird, surrealist, fourth-wall-breaking, reality-bending science fantasy space western about a small doomed planet floating in a cosmic ocean of spooky darkness. Upon whose alien landscape an ensemble cast of characters, including a crotchety outlaw, a freakishly virtuous cultist, and a diabolical businessman, make awful decisions and fight like hell to survive when the moon falls out of the sky and a large number of terrible things happen in rapid succession. It's exciting, it's funny, it's scary. It's got neat sound, weird music, amazing visuals, and every episode comes with bonus content you can read and examine. Midst is performed solely by yours truly as the three of us narrate all the action, play all of the characters, and bend a lot of the rules about how telling stories is normally supposed to work. Midst is pretty fun, very strange, and it feels like VR for your brain. We believe you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, but there's really only one way to find out. You're going to have to listen to Midst. Midst.